0: Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to Soul Nectar. I'm your guide, Nadine Avani, bringing you real, raw, illuminating conversations surrounding all things sex, spirit, power, self-evolution, and the full spectrum human experience. This is a space where we openly explore at the intersection of that which is deemed sacred and profane. These episodes guide you to more deeply know yourself, liberate your true expression, and infuse much more pleasure, embodiment, and magic into your life. Let's dive in. Hello, my beautiful Soul Nectar listeners. I cannot be more excited to bring you today's episode with Britta Vester, who is incredible and just embodies so much wonder and awe and curiosity, so much passion and excitement, and that was one of the first things that I noticed about her right away when I met her in Guatemala last year. So she is originally from Germany and currently serves as a cacao alchemist, ceremonialist, spiritual mentor, and energy healer. On her website, it says that her mission is to be the bridge between the ancient wisdom and our modern life bringing the wisdom of ancient culture and the knowing of nature to your heart, creating space for deep experiences of life and the remembrance of who we truly are, shifting from me to we, from separation to connection, and from fear to love. Something that I really appreciate about this conversation is that, yes, we talk about energy and embodiment, sensuality, femininity, but it's also highly educational and scientific, and she went into the tangible, physical effects that you can expect to experience with cacao. So I love how balanced this episode is between the energetics and spirituality, and then also the logical, tangible effects of working with this plant medicine. Also, so much has happened since this recording. I believe we recorded this one month or one and a half months ago from the time that I'm recording this introduction. And since then, I actually participated in this in-person cacao facilitator training in Costa Rica, which was just freaking incredible and mind-blowing and completely altered how I view and relate to and work with this plant spirit. So if that calls to you, I highly recommend looking up one in an area near you if that is a possibility. But something that my teacher Ansel kept saying throughout the training is that cacao is the ceremony. Cacao is the ritual. So In a lot of the new age spaces, cacao ceremonies have becoming more and more popular, which is incredible. And something I didn't realize in the beginning is that the way in which we're holding these cacao ceremonies is very different than how ancient traditional cultures related to this medicine. And it doesn't mean that one is right or wrong or better or worse. It's just different and something to be aware of. So Ansel was explaining how In ancient times, in a lot of cultures, there wasn't necessarily an entire ceremony devoted to cacao because cacao was the ceremony. In other words, cacao was present at all ceremonies and all rituals and all meetings. So to have an entire ceremony just around cacao was not always super common. And I also want to transparently say that I am not someone who has done extensive research on the history of cacao. So I am repeating to you information that I learned from this training and from other mentors and guides. And there's so much different information out there. And as you'll hear in this episode with Britta, She really encourages us to cultivate a really personal relationship with this plant and to not pressure ourselves into having a very specific ritual or specific way of relating to cacao. You really get to explore this medicine and this spirit, and it gets to be personal. You get to listen to yourself and your intuition. And this topic is incredibly complex and layered and nuanced, but... I've noticed that in these different spiritual conscious spaces, like when we label something as new age, the intention there when someone is saying, oh, that's a new age thing, is kind of denoting it or diminishing it in a way. And in my current perspective, I feel like whether something is rooted in ancient Tradition, or if it's something that is like a modern twist, if it is serving you in some way, if it is allowing you to connect more deeply to yourself, to spirit, to life, to the earth, if it is a place where you get to cultivate presence, awareness, connection, love, reverence, even if it's quote unquote new age then I think that is a beautiful thing and it's not to be shamed. So if you want to have a new age cacao ceremony or a more traditional experience with cacao, that is beautiful and you get to choose your own adventure. For me personally, what has turned me off from different spaces and communities is when there is kind of this cult-like feeling of rigidity and conformity and also, shaming. So, if you're going to a ceremony or a space where they're saying, This is right and this is wrong, this is how you connect with spirituality, this is what spirituality looks like, this is the only way to have a cacao ceremony, etc., maybe that resonates with you. But for me, that's just adding more dogma and rigidity and a lack of exploring what exactly is your personal relationship to. This world of spirituality and energy, and yourself and the plant spirits. So, I recommend finding spaces, experiences, teachers, ceremonies who continuously encourage you to look within, listen to your own inner voice, cultivate those personal relationships. And that's something that I have absolutely felt in the presence of Britta and in her ceremonies where spirituality is not a costume or a performance or trying to look or seem a certain way it's not this egoic thing but it feels really genuine and true and it doesn't have to be like dead serious and everyone's wearing the same thing like it can be playful it can be lighthearted. it can be whatever you want it to be so What can you expect to hear in this episode? So Britta explained about her own journey and background from working in the corporate world and feeling this sense of emptiness to now being on this path of spirituality, traveling the world, and connecting with earth medicine. She explained how to connect to the subtle whispers of your heart and also how to live with a more open heart reconnecting with curiosity playfulness childlike wonder and inner safety how to connect with the sweetness and juiciness of life and that sensation of feeling alive who is the spirit of mother cacao and how to cultivate a personal relationship with her and also how she has been revered as the goddess of abundance and fertility She explained what are ceremony and ritual and why does it matter to incorporate more sacredness, intention, connection, and ceremony into our lives, how to choose what cacao to purchase, and also how the energy of the sellers and producers of that cacao impact the energy of the cacao itself that finds its way in your cup and becoming more aware of the sources of our food and our cacao. You can also expect to hear about the physiological, hormonal, energetic, and neurological benefits, who should not drink it, some beautiful recipes that you can experiment with, how to redirect our focus from what we're trying to get out of something into what we're offering and giving, and finally, working with cacao for embodiment, sensuality, sexuality, earth connection, and womb work. And finally, before we transition into this uninterrupted episode of Soul Nectar, I also want to remind you that my signature sexual healing, awakening, and liberation group immersion is coming up very soon in just a couple of weeks. This will be the third round that I'm running Temple of Bloom. This is for you if you desire to unleash your wild feminine heart, more easefully surrender to your orgasmic nature and feel safe, confident, and truly at home within your sexual expression. The next round is beginning on October 12th, so I suggest submitting your application as soon as possible. Finally, I'm going to read a testimonial from one of the Temple of Bloom graduates in the previous round. Her name is Keisha, and she said, "'I cannot say enough great things about Temple of Bloom.'" Working with Nadine was the exact medicine that my inner feminine needed to feel safe to express herself. I experienced deeper levels of healing than ever before in this program. Not only that, but the practices and workshops gave me structure to help me continue to ground my feminine energy into reality. Nadine is a gifted guide and healer and very seamlessly leads you through a powerful experience of deep release, self-connection, and most importantly, she guides you to access your true authentic self. I now feel the goddess that was previously hidden inside of me coming out into full bloom. If you're looking to awaken your inner goddess, feminine, or sensual being, and you're thinking about doing this program, trust that it's for a reason. Trust yourself and dive in. So Keisha, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for your beautiful words. It really means the world to me. And for all my other listeners, if you have been wanting a sacred guided experience where you can get to know your sexuality in a way that feels like it's truly your own, it's truly authentic, and you no longer have to censor yourself shame yourself or suppress any aspects of your authentic sexuality then you can go to the show notes and take a look at the landing page and send in your application so again for more information it's bloomwithnadine.com slash temple of bloom okay my loves without further ado here is today's incredible episode of soul nectar podcast with Vester. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of
1: Soul Nectar podcast. I'm really excited to be sitting here today with Britta Vester, who is coming at us from Europe today. And she's such a dear sister who I met in Guatemala last year. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome, Britta.
2: Mm, Thank you so much for having me. I'm just so excited to be in your field and yeah, sharing from the heart today.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's very mutual. (laughs) So Britta, you're someone who came from a corporate background Mm -hmm. living in Europe (laughs) and then have now gone on this path of awakening, of connection to yourself, connection to earth medicine, Mm -hmm. and of course, a deep connection to cacao. So could you give us just a little snapshot of what that journey has looked like in evolving in this way and now serving people as you do yeah
2: thank you so much yeah beautiful question um it sometimes feels so feels so unreal for me i really feel i've been living a life before and and after (laughs) and what basically what happened for me is that i i worked around seven years in the corporate industry and i enjoyed what i was doing but i ultimately really felt um after seven years there was something lacking I really felt instead of nourishing myself I was actually emptying myself and I didn't come home with lots of inspiration and lots of energy and on top for around two years I received so many wake-up calls from life and um, with yeah really things happening in my life that were really shaking me in my in who I am in my essence and Um, And basically around Christmas in 2015, I was like so lost on my path and I, I really didn't know anymore who I was and what I wanted and what I like and what sparks joy that I literally from one day to the other quit my job. And three months later, I went on a world trip. And that was really one of the first moments in my life where I allowed myself to listen to my heart, but to be honest, not really even knowing what that really means because I wasn't yet that connected to the subtle voice, to that delicate voice of the heart. And, but I could feel the first whispers, I would say. And I went on this world trip and I wanted to travel for six months and I traveled for two and a half years. And this journey really allowed me to experience life and experience the magic of life when we just allow ourselves, and ourselves to open. To that that is available to us and to be taken care of through the synchronicities that are happening when we are connected with ourselves and of course a lot of happenings and a lot of encounters and meeting different cultures living in different cultures and meeting different people and also a lot of experiences in solitude really led me deeper to myself and really allowed me to connect deeper to my heart and on this journey, I would have never, it's nothing I planned, it's nothing I have foreseen. Um, but I met cacao. I met Mother Cacao, I met the spirit of cacao, and I will speak about this a little bit later for the ones who so far only know the delicious hot chocolate we enjoy in winter time <laughs> most of the time. But you really I've met cacao as a as a plant medicine in Brazil, actually, in an empowerment hostel where I was working, and also they're already discovering a lot about who I am and there was one girl bringing a fresh cacao fruit, and we were like um, cutting it open and making our own cacao drink and just making a ceremony. And before that, I never have been in a ceremony. These things have been pretty far away for me, but I felt instantly very fascinated. Like there was a magic around that medicine that was just like, whew, there is something for me here. And I followed this call, I worked with it with her in. Um, Brazil but then I went to Mexico and in Mexico cacao is everywhere and cacao seeds are sold uh, on markets they are yeah it's really present and a lot of ceremonies and this was so beautiful because for the first time something ignited so much of who I am and so much juiciness and so much sweetness and so much curiosity that I felt I had lost before and yet Mm. there was never you know, even needing the medicine, there was not directly the intention. Okay, how can I make it a business? How can I share it? Not, not at all. It was never my plan, really. But there was a fascination and a curiosity and a wonderment. And then I came back to the Netherlands, or I decided to go to the Netherlands. I'm from Germany, and I lived in Germany before. And I did a, a cacao ceremony training. And in that training, we had such a beautiful ceremony. We really connected, to, it was my first moment really connecting to the spirit of cacao, And I remember that I experienced this this moment as a moment of her calling me home. And this was not a call to go home where I grew up or to go home to my parents. But it was that call to go home, come home to who I actually am, to that essence, to that truth. And I know I really cried and I felt it. And I, there was a longing, a very deep longing that came up. And then I just worked with her myself or she worked with me because it's actually her working with me or it's both ways, I guess. And then at a certain moment, the doors opened. There was just somebody like I worked in a, in a yoga studio in Amsterdam. And my friend who owns it asked, like, don't you want to hold a ceremony for the host and teachers? And I was like, hmm, why not? And I did that. And I held the ceremony and during the ceremony, I was like, this is, this is what I'm here for. This is what I got to do without, there was no plan. There was no agenda. There was no, it was just, it was just a feeling of this feels right. And this is, this is this experience that I really, you know, this is the transmutation that happened that I now can listen to my heart, oh, I know when my heart is speaking to me, which doesn't mean I'm in my heart all the time. I'm still on a, on a human path, on a ju- <laughs> human journey, and I very well have a strong mind and a strong rational mind, but I can, I can feel my heart in a different way. And this has been opening the portals and the gates of my um, my yeah, awakening, of me becoming awake, of me becoming alive. And that's something that really um, I'm so grateful for. And that's, that's the journey I'm on. And that's what, I, what I'm here to share. I'm here to share and open spaces for people to feel alive, to feel themselves. And from that, really anchor themselves in a life that is true to them. And that can look in many ways. But I really believe that's yeah, that's what I'm here. And that's also what this time is calling us for. So yeah, mm. I came came a long way and it's still a journey that's ongoing. I think it's not that we you know like it's about reaching this one goal, but it's like this ever-present journey. Okay, what is asked from me now? And Kakao has been a guide ever since and deeply deeply grateful for for her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Wow, thank you so much mm. for sharing a bit of your story and just to reflect back to you like I feel that yeah. from you so much like this openness aliveness mm-hmm. excitement and also this quality of like this childlike wonder and mm-hmm. awe of the yeah. world i don't know if that's something you've always yeah. been connected to but ever since i first met you it's something that yeah. is so tangible and contagious like this wonder yeah. <laughs> and curiosity yeah and i'm yeah, curious and yeah. <laughs> sorry no please please yeah. share <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> when you speak of the spirit of cacao and I know this is such a personal relationship Mm -hmm. and everyone is going to relate differently to her essence but to you what is her essence what are her core qualities and how she shows up in your life Mm
2: -hmm. that's a beautiful question and I think it's it's beautiful because you shared that you feel such a wonderment and curiosity within me and I can feel that too. I can feel that excitement. I have such a passion, so much. Wow! Like, and that's what I feel when we are passionate. We're just alive. Like we mm. taste the sweetness and the juiciness of life, right? And it's really some. It's a big part of what Mother Cacao uh, brought to me. It's like this, um, as she has a motherly quality, right? So she is called Mother Cacao. I really experience her as that embracing mother that allows me again to be that cosmic child again and to feel safe being connected between father and father sky and mother earth, because the medicine is working with heaven and earth. So it really works also with the two sides, but by that feeling safe, feeling held and really learning again to open your heart, first of all, towards yourself in a compassionate way, in a way of kindness, how you would Literally embrace your child, right? Like we embrace a child with like, hey, everything is allowed to be here. Everything is allowed to be felt. There is no judgment. It's just like, wow, a safe place to be. And by feeling that again, and I I felt so not having that in my life before. I felt unsafe being with myself and being with others. So I could not really go into all of my emotions because it really like when, when we, we all know when we go deeply into fear, it feels like dying. And how can you really feel fear or anger or rage or whatever comes up or sadness when we don't feel safe? So we, we block them away. And that has something that really opened me up, like this teaching of that emotions are not here to break us, but they're here to break us open. And by that, having this strong force of a mother surrounding you and teaching you to be a good mother and a good companion for yourself, because we are our life partner in the first sense. And from that, we relate with the world. So it's really this becoming a child, curious, wonderment, playful, more sweetness into life. But also in the same moment, as we open and opening our hearts and finding that, you know, in a whisper again also in the same moment finding this um, access to our primordial power, because she is a mother that is soft and gentle, but she's also, you know, screaming with a roar of like, hey, live your life, you know, go out there. Like as a mother would ideally want their child to just share their essence with the world, right? We want the best for our children. So that's what I feel. And that gave me back that sense of wonder because I really lost it before. Like, I think I was always a curious person. I was always a playful person. I love to dance. I love to sing. And now it's like slowly coming back to me as well. And that's a journey, an ever going journey. So, mm. yeah. And it's really this mother quality. I think that's, I mean, in the biggest sense, the, the feminine mother quality that um, allows us in safeness to find that courage to,
1: express ourselves
0: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love
1: listening to you speak (laughs) 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 and um for me and I'm gonna make the assumption for you as well Mm -hmm. like so much of how cacao has served me and played a role in my life is reconnecting me with ceremony in general Mm -hmm. and with ritual and at least in the quote-unquote modern world, modern society, especially in cities and very fast-paced environments, it can be really rare just to slow down and have this daily ritual where you're not looking at a screen and you're just putting all of your intention and attention on yourself, your body, your emotions, just being with yourself. And cacao has gifted me that. And of course, we can technically do that with anything, but I feel like cacao is such a powerful way of facilitating daily ritual. Mm -hmm. So how can someone start to design a ritual or ceremony for themselves? Like if someone is so new to this and they're like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what that means. What even is a ceremony? Mm -hmm. How can they start to connect with that? And also why is it important? Why does it matter? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful point because it also for me very much touches on
2: that knowing that, You know, cacao is an ancient medicine and in ancient times and cultures, life was much more ceremonial, much more rich in sacred moments of sacred moments of presence and rituals that just help us. Yeah. What you said on a daily level, on a daily way to keep that connection, because it's the same. So for me, a ceremonial moment with cacao is I see it similar to my one hour yoga practice. Not saying that a cacao moment needs to be one hour yoga, like a one hour practice, but it's yoga goes beyond the practice on the mat for me. It's something that I carry into life. So the moments I, I spend with cacao are really rippling out into my life in whatever form. And if you are very new to that, I would very much say in starting what brings you joy and what resonates with your heart as cacao is teaching you to listen to your heart. So for example, if you love meditation and it's something you really already incorporated in your life, then have a cacao with intention. So that's always very important with intention, with prayer, with that really presence in that reverence of gratitude because that's, then she really opens up to you. And then combine it with the meditation. If you love dancing and having embodiment practices, then a ceremony can also be you enjoying a cacao in that reverence and then moving your body or singing or drumming or writing or creating, drawing a picture. So for me, that would be the easiest way to just see, okay, how does she also speak to me? Because Mother cacao, the spirit is very diverse or she can express herself in diverse ways. And how she wants to support is in supporting you in the best way to to that that is accessible to you. So for example, for me it works very well to have my cacao in the morning in silence and then from that silence and prayer and reverence, I move into whatever feels good. It might be a meditation, and it might be some dancing, it might be journaling. And sometimes it's five minutes long. Sometimes it's an hour. That also very much, I think what is so important is that there is not a rule for that. Like a ceremony has, doesn't have a structure of this is how a ceremony needs to be. But a ceremonial moment is a sacred moment of reverence to life and to that that brings you more aliveness, brings you more joy and gets you into this place of reverence, into that place of gratitude. Because we all know in that moment when we unfold to gratitude, we open. And then by that, our hearts open. So I think the less planned and the more you really, people feel into it, that's that's when the magic happens. And if you don't really know, then try different things. Try it once with a meditation, with your favorite meditation. Try, see how it changes you. Have a dance. <laughs> you know, and, and really, really try that because a ritual it's not about necessarily the time, but it's about how present you can be in that moment when you have that yeah, that space, That when you open that ritual space. And this can be lighting a candle with an intention, having cacao, giving thanks. And that's it. And that's how you move on to the day. And I think that's the beauty because we have forgotten that. And living in Guatemala, you've also been there, right? Like it's this... I mean, they have four or five hour long fire ceremonies, but still there is a ritual, there is a ritual moment. It's even, we know all the power of just blessing our food, how this can change the experience. So it's just really giving that moment of attention, that may, moment of presence, a chance to change something in your life. And this can look various ways. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's such a permission slip. I think we can enter these quote-unquote spiritual spaces and it can mm, there can be a lot of pressure to like Mm. do things a certain way or am Mm. I doing this right and Mm. being really rigid Mm. about it like I have to wear all white and be very serious (laughs) and light 10,000 candles and whatever it is but it's again it's such a personal ritual and personal connection that you're building with this plant medicine Mm. and if being super elaborate and going all out and doing a whole big ceremony is nourishing for you, then by all means go for it. But if that feels really intimidating or it doesn't even feel authentic, Mm -hmm. then it can be whatever you want it to be. And as I'm saying that the next question that's coming up is, um, Like, as we're cultivating this relationship with cacao, it Mm -hmm. is so personal. And at the same time, I want to acknowledge that, like, we're both sitting here as Mm -hmm. white women with European Mm -hmm. lineage Mm -hmm. and not necessarily with ancestry that is connected Mm -hmm. to the countries that are growing cacao and where these ceremonies and rituals are coming from. Mm -hmm. So how can someone build this personal relationship with cacao and really make it their own while at the same time having Mm -hmm. such deep honor and reverence for Mm -hmm. the lineages and the lands that this medicine has come from
2: yeah that's a beautiful question and you know also just to add to what I shared before is that I for a very long time thought who am I to do a cacao ceremony you know like I had exactly these questions of like, I'm not from the Mayan land. I'm not, you know, like I didn't grow up with cacao. This is new to me. And yet what I really experienced within myself is that um, the deeper I was connected or I am connected to my own truth and essence, the more I felt that um, almost responsibility to go out and share cacao and also enjoy cacao because For me, cacao is very much here for a reason in this time, because I can probably 20 years ago, not many people knew about cacao or cacao ceremonies. It's something that is very much emerging in this time of reawakening. And she is not as a coincidence back in this life, bringing that ancient wisdom from the time of the cosmovision of the Mayas 3,500 years ago to us, because in that time, The Mayas, the ancient, um, yeah, the people of the ancient land, they lived in harmony with that that was, with nature, with everything that was. And in that time, cacao emerged as something of value and was honored in very different ways. There was also, we don't know all the truth. I've read a lot of books and yet I'm learning again every time and I don't hold the one and only truth, not at all. But there were also very different ways on how cacao was celebrated and honored so you know also there the diversity was was big and but yet there was this for me this truth that it was something of value and of treasurement and it's also called food of the gods and if we just shift from the idea that god is something outside of us but understand that god the divine the light or however we want to call it the source is within us for me it's the food for that that wants to shine and in a in a time of shift where i really strongly feel that humanity is called to step into the heart space where we are called to show up as who we are to really bring our authentic selves to the world i also feel as long as we pay this reverence especially respect and so much yeah i feel such a deep reverence to the mayas who have protected the the medicine over thousands of years they held ceremonies in times of oppression because ultimately through the spanish colonization cacao was then taken to europe and is now enjoyed only as a sweet treat and also of course created a, or creates a lot of exportation in africa not to go into all these topics but it's for me the most important we need to be aware of it and the, we need to honor that, and we need to see see that, and pay the reference, you know, to to that. And yet, I also feel there is a reason that you know it was protected, and there is a beauty that she's like. I almost would feel it's like I feel the same. If if we don't show up as who we are, I almost I don't want to use the word guilty, but like we are we are withholding something that the world needs or that that we are allowed to share. And as Kakao is so much here to reawaken that truth of who we are, I feel also, why not? Or exactly because of this, she needs to be shared and she wants to be shared. That's what I feel. And mm-hmm. that's also why she's growing in popularity and, and but in that it needs that's really my mission it needs to be an integrous approach. So for anybody, really, I want to invite you to, when you buy ceremony cacao, because ceremony cacao is not the same as a chocolate bar from the supermarket, be aware of where do you purchase it? How, how are the farmers treated? Know the farmers. Know, like, my cacao is produ- um, processed by women collectives. So, like, really this, like, that's also part of honoring culture and honoring the land where it's coming from and also supporting them, giving back so cacao can be protected and cultivated in bigger ways. And for me, um, my Mayan teacher, Walter, in Guatemala, he speaks a lot about the Mayan culture and Mayan cosmovision, and he shared with us in a workshop that Maya means you. It means It's not, you know, the Cosmovision is not a religion, but it's a philosophy of life where we are one with nature. You know, and I think this speaks so much for what I want to take responsibility for here in this time, cultivating those spaces and sharing the medicine with that integrous approach and that reverence to life itself. So that's where I really see we can build the bridge. And I personally work also with the Mayan wisdom. I've been diving deep in the Cosmo vision, but I'm not saying everybody needs to do that. But I think the most important part and element is of that is, are you integrous to yourself? Are you honest to yourself in the moments? If you share it, when you enjoy her, you know, is, is that your truth? And I think in that, all is possible.
1: Thank you so much for that. That feels really important to yeah. be said, especially us looking the way that we do. And yes. if someone just practically wants to know when they're purchasing cacao what they should be looking for, how would you advise them? So
2: I would definitely um would ask the company who sells the cacao where they are sourcing from because Ninety-five of ninety-five percent of the cacao that we're consuming while, worldwide comes from Africa, and we know Africa is exploited by child labor. It's it's really there is you know there is also very much the dark side of chocolate, and I don't want to open all these doors, but it's really this bringing awareness into that. So really being aware of where does the cacao, where is it sourced from, what land, um, how you know like how just really being curious of like asking how do they work with the farmers? Like I would ask these kind of questions, you know, like even ask a little bit about the processing. And um, of course, like I don't want to go into all details because just generally the, the processing of cacao is, is manual labor. If it's ceremonial cacao, it's from planting the seeds, harvesting the fruits, fermenting the seeds, drying them in the sun, roasting them, peeling them, making them into a paste, shipping them over the ocean. So it's really like, do, do the people who sell it know about this? You know, can they tell you something more about the people behind? Um, because the thing is that, like, at least the cacao that I'm also sharing and the cacao that I know is around is um, most of the time uh, fair trade and organic. But, for example, for small farms to obtain organic and fair trade labels, they need to pay a lot of money. So we can't label it. So it's not like, you know, a chocolate in the supermarket where we would see the fair trade label, although they are, you know, or they are organic. So for me, it would always incorporate this this curiosity. Like, do they know where it's from? Are they open to share also where it's from? Like, I know some brands don't share. And then I wonder, okay, so what are they, what are they hiding? But I'm just, like, I'm curious. And for me, my relationship, of course, changed a lot when I also visited the farms. But I'm not saying everybody who who drinks a cup of cacao needs to go to the farm, but just knowing more than what we just have in our hands, because right. So often we have a plate of delicious food, but like, do we sometimes know where a certain fruit grows? You know, like how does the cacao tree look like? That's for me, like part of, part of the, um, yeah, like questioning we can do. And Mm. also do I resonate with the energy of the people selling it? Because, ultimately the whole process is is hence hand processed and of course it like the soil the quality of the soil and the quality of the land you know like the energy of the land and the energy of the people changes the experience so if i wouldn't resonate with the person selling it just you know we know there is an energetic field right like um i would probably not buy it so i think it's really the same like I, like, does it resonate with your heart? Does this speak to me? And also try different cacaos and see how does this one work with me? Mm, Might feel more masculine or this feels more feminine, or this is very agitating. You know, it's, that's very personal, but this would be questions I would ask or look for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I love that remind that simple reminder of just asking and (laughs) we've, has the world gotten to a point where there's such a drastic disconnection between mm-hmm. the food that ends up on our plate mm-hmm. and where it comes from, and yeah. having absolutely no idea who's growing it, whose hands have it passed through, what processes yeah. have yeah. it, what processes has it gone through before coming on your plate or in your glass? Mm-hmm. So just something as simple as asking mm-hmm. the sellers. Yeah where is this coming from? What was the process? Um, what are the ethics yeah. involved in this yes. getting to my glass? Like that can be so empowering to have those conversations and to remember that you have the right to even ask those questions. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I, I definitely agree because
2: for me also, understanding the process behind and getting to know the women behind, I'm like, my, rever- you know, my reverence and passion has even multiplied because I'm just like, it's so magical to hold these like 33 grams or 42 grams or whatever, how much you have in your hands and to know what time and what labor and what love and what nutrition from the soil and the bacteria and the elements has, has gone into it. And, it's, and we can of course have the same reverence for a glass of water, you know, it's, 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 it's really, but it brings this really, really clear, uh, rever- like yeah, this awareness again. And by that also cultivated a completely different gratitude within my heart for that wonder again. It's it's a wonder. Like how how did nature create this? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know how, who and whoever came up with um, you know fermenting it. You know, like it's this is it makes me so curious and so this yeah. <laughs> it, it just brings so much joy, really.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And for listeners who maybe are more um, logically minded and they're wanting to Mm -hmm. know about like the real tangible physical benefits of drinking cacao, Mm -hmm. could you tell us some more about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a super good question. (laughs) If they're like, okay, but what is it actually doing to me?
2: (laughs) Super, super good question because there is a lot of knowledge behind i said i've been diving into many books and i love learning about it and it's yeah keeps on fascinating me so also here i don't hold the one and only truth but um cacao is knowingly one of the uh, biggest and best superfoods in the world and it's one of the most complex foods in the world and interestingly already in the 1900s alexander von humboldt who was a uh, german scientist said. Nowhere else in nature has nature concentrated so much goodness in so small of a place. And he talks about the cacao seed. So one part is that cacao is extremely nutritious. And cacao is very diverse in the complexity and the ingredients it holds. And when we break it down for the to understand the main components, because it can also help the mind and the body to then actually feel them, right? So that's a really good point because... I am still a rational person, you know, I still want to know things and I want to read about them and then I feel them. But then feeling them makes you really know them, right? Then you really understand. But so cacao holds um, several ingredients and one of the main ingredients is um, theobromine, which is also the scientific name of cacao, meaning food of the gods. But theobromine is an alkaloid. So, caffeine, for example, is also an alkaloid. But um, theobromine works different than caffeine. So theobromine gives you a long-term energy kick. It activates the cardiovascular system. So it dilates blood vessels and increases blood circulation by 40%, which is quite a lot. So people can experience a faster heartbeat. But by that, also nutrition and oxygen is really brought into the cells, you know, in a quicker way. So you're really already getting this feeling of liveness, of activation but differently than coffee-in because coffee-in stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system and normally gives us a high and then we have a dip, right? So coffee-in, therefore, to mention, cacao is already a beautiful replacement if you just want to try it and just see, okay, what does it bring to me to replace your morning coffee and just see how you feel, how it changes your energy, general energy field, then so it is a stimulation a stimulator or an energizer. Then it has different neurotransmitters. So cacao is not a psychedelic, so it's not working um, creating mind visions, 3D, taking you out of your body like ayahuasca or other plant, beautiful plant medicine. But it actually takes you into your body. And it has several neurotransmitters which work with the yeah, the brain structures and the, the communication between the cells in our brain and um, yeah. And in that um, tryptophan is one of the main ones and tryptophan increases serotonin production. So we all know serotonin as something that makes us happy, right? So we know normally chocolate makes us happy. And it also increases melatonin production, which is interesting because melatonin is actually helping us to relax and to sleep, which doesn't mean cacao puts you to sleep, but it gives you, I see it as it gives you this relaxed happiness. Like, oh, it gives you a happiness, you can relax it. You can really release yourself in. And then it has um, also, it increases dopamine production, and dopamine um, increases focus, creativity, motivation. So, really, that's also why cacao is very diverse, right? We can use it for a creative moment, to have more focus while, while we work, or to increase a sensation of happiness. And then it has two other special ingredients called one is anandamide. And Ananda means bliss in Sanskrit. So it literally gives us that feeling of euphoria, of this runner's high effect. When you run a marathon and you can just like embrace the whole world and you're on top of the world. And it has another another ingredient called PEA, which is the love chemical, which literally is produced when we fall in love. So it gives us that feeling that we have when we fall in love. So, for me, all of these working in symbiosis together literally have an effect on your fields, on your vibration, on your field of resonance. Because imagine the moment we are in a lot of fear or depression or anxiety, and we shift through the, yeah, the intake also of those neurotransmitters, we can literally shift into a space of the heart into a space of joy, in a space of love, in a space of compassion, of creativity, of all these beautiful feminine cre- um, qualities that are suddenly increased within our system. And then as it's so complex and it's really nourishing our body, so it nourishes our heart, it nourishes also our mind, right? It brings this clarity to the mind and it also nourishes the body. So a cacao in that form, ceremonial cacao, is pure which means from the seed that's harvested it's ideally minimalized processed which means not roasted on too high temperatures so we don't destroy too much of the nutrition so like all the processes are really monitored so we can really keep the goodness but it also means that the cacao butter is still in the cacao seed so 50 percent of the cacao seed more or less is cacao butter Sometimes in chocolate, cacao butter is taken out, replaced by cheaper butters. And then the cacao butter, because it's so beautifully nurturing for the skin, is taken for cosmetic products. <laughs> so that's how it works on the industrial side. But the cacao butter is essential for us to actually is, uh, take the nutrition in, to take all the goodness into our system. We need that. We need healthy fats. Often we think, oh, no fats. No, we need them to also ground in our body. And cacao is very high in minerals. So it is the highest natural plant-based source of iron and magnesium. So it's really, really, really good for us women also when we have our uh, menstruation, when we are PMSing, it's really like giving us this intake of minerals which relax us. But it also has um, manganese, potassium, calcium, and like a lot of other minerals. And then it's also very high in antioxidants. So it, it protects our heart. It's higher in antioxidants than blueberries, for example. And um, it really um, yeah, protects our cardiovascular system and fights free radicals. And on top, <laughs> so you can see there is a lot of, lot of qualities involved. Um, it is detoxifying. So cacao is really detoxifying your system. Therefore, it's always important to drink enough water So water and um, also breathing. So oxygen and hydrogen help us to assimilate the cacao, to take the qualities in. And it's helping the hormonal balance. And last but not least, it's a natural aphrodisiac. (laughs) So because of, again, of the stimulation um, through theobromine, really the activation of the cardiovascular system and of the ingredients of PEA and dopamine where really um, can be put into a state of this, wow, this sensuality. Sometimes I feel very much yeah, embracing it through movement or through sound and, or through touch, you know, like going deeper with that. So those mm-hmm. are the main things to mention. As I mentioned, cacao is significantly complex. There are more ingredients, But this is the main properties to really understand how cow works with body, mind and heart, ultimately, really nurturing the whole system.
1: (laughs) Wow. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. First of all, you are so knowledgeable. Thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. that with us. And it's so so fascinating to hear about all of the different compounds and it feels like there's nothing she can't do <laughs> she hits <laughs> yes.
2: yeah it's, it's really it's really like and therefore also being very aware that it is medicine and mm. medicine and um, you know food should be our medicine right <laughs> medicine should be our food so definitely cacao has a lot of potential to bring healing to your system but cacao will also reveal when things are not in balance. So if you have mm-hmm. a very strong heart rate and you feel your heart is overreacting, it does not necessarily mean that cacao is creating that or overstimulating it, but also it might be that something in your cardiovascular system is not in balance. So it's, it's always to look at it from both sides and to also um, enjoy her as medicine. So again, it's also not necessarily um, perhaps appropriate to have her every day or to overdose or to... And, um, you know, really being mindful with that as well, because I also I'm not free from that. You know, I love cacao, and I have times where I have her every day. And it's something generally I always say, it, perhaps every day is not that healthy either, because there is a, you know, there is a part of being addicted to it as well. Like when we have coffee every day or something every day, it's like this or oh, we can't survive without. Ultimately, cacao wants to learn us and teach us that it is within us. But I think there I'm just calling for mindfulness and really awareness of, of enjoying her and also not always thinking the more is the better. But, you know, sometimes five grams can be beautiful and it's just a little shot. And perhaps sometimes we need 33 grams, you know, and just this mm-hmm. staying aware of what does your body body need and what feels in tune. Yeah.
1: I like that you mentioned important that. Point. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that. It feels important to remind ourselves that just like anything else, it can also become like this Mm. um, fixation or this dependency Mm -hmm. of, oh, I need my cacao or else I can't start my day or I can't do my spiritual practice or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. So I love that invitation to come back to self-awareness and intention and Mm -hmm. also tapping into how does your body feel? Like what is coming up for you before, during and after ingesting the cacao? Is yeah. there anyone who should not be drinking cacao?
2: Yeah, good question. So um, the thing is that cacao is um, increasing serotonin production, but it also has MOA inhibitors, which mean they inhibit the re-intake of serotonin and dopamine. It means we have a longer effect of these ingredients. But if somebody takes antidepressants, then it can counteract with that because antidepressants also may mostly um, have moa inhibitors and then you basically counteract and what it creates is very very heavy headaches what i normally suggest is if somebody is on a high dose of antidepressants to really just sip the cacao and be really mindful if it's a lower dose then really listen to your body it's not you're not dying from it you're not But it can, if somebody is on high antidepressants, it can cause also this feeling of, not anxiety, but like restlessness. And it's just not pleasant. Um, Generally, I have people I've been working with who have slowly been replacing, um, if they were on a low low dose of antidepressants, by cacao. Because cacao is a natural antidepressant. So it can can really support the system. And here, really, the invitation to very well Listen, like listen to your body listen to what you need then if somebody is on a severe heart condition so also here of course it activates the heart here really being mindful and if somebody takes heavy heart medication I would always check in with a doctor. it's the same if somebody is on very high cancer medita- medication or something else they are like it's always good to check in with a, with a GP um, and then last but not least if somebody's pregnant also here caution. Um, yeah, to be cautious. I generally feel that it can very much support the pregnancy as well, but here very mindful. So like also you wouldn't drink coffee every day because it's stimulating for the system here as well. If your heart rate goes up, the one from the baby goes up as well. So being very mindful of it, yet I also feel as it's so nourishing and heart roaming once a week, twice a week, a small dose of cacao is totally fine. And in the last month of pregnancy, Uh, women need to watch out because it it can induce labor because it is so activating and yeah. And just here really being mindful. I know women who have worked with cacao a lot during their pregnancy, but they also had experience with cacao before. So it's really checking in with yourself or checking in with me and really gaining this, this body wisdom. And important to know that's what I learned in Guatemala. I didn't know before, but Um, dogs, horses, and parrots, um, they can't metabolize cacao. So if your dog would eat half of the ceremonial cacao, they would die. Um, And it's just important to know because if you have that at home, just don't have it laying around and be mindful
1: Mm -hmm. of it. (laughs) Yeah, super important. Thank you for that. (laughs) What would be a simple recipe or way of preparing Mm -hmm. cacao that someone could get started with? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. It's a good question. So um, I work ceremonially with around 33 grams. So ceremonial dose is between 28 and 42.5. I find personally 42.5 too much to, but you can always try. I'm always inviting everybody to try what feels good for them. And meditation dose I work with between 15 and 18 grams. Um, And then depending on the amount of cacao, I would add between 100 and 150 ml of water. And how I would do is, is um, it's important that the water is not cooking. So what I do, I take a pan, I pour in 150 ml of water and I slowly heat it. And then I really see that it's around 60, 70 degrees, which means I can still point my finger in. <laughs> That's, you know, it's it's not too hot. And then I add the cacao and I normally use a wooden spoon to just stir it and dissolve it so it, I can really put my intention in. And then I can add some spices. And of course, if you just want to explore the medicine really bitter, the invitation would be just to have water and cacao. It's always good to try it. But I think there's also no reason not to add spices or perhaps a nut butter or even some sweetness if that really calls you. And I think it's always there important to check in with yourself. Do I really need the honey right now? Do I really need the nut butter? But... I, you know, I think then it's then it's always what serves your system, or am I, you know, just looking for a sweet treat? But what I would say as a basic recipe is so the cacao and some hot water, or warm water. Then I really love adding tahini. I think a spoon of tahini is incredible, and it gives that even more of this earthing quality. Cacao is grounding, but it can really help to even sink deep into our body. Then some cinnamon and cardamom are always great. A pinch of salt always helps because it um, activates more of, of the taste. If you want to be traditional, add some chili. So the the Aztecs the, the, from the Mexicas in, in Mexico, they always added some chili. And the, the spiciness can help for the cacao to be quicker in your system. And then depending on your taste, I would add a little bit of sweetness. And here... Um, be careful with honey, also again not to heat it too high because it changes molecular structure. I always advise people not to add anything that yeah is processed. So I would not use the oat milk from a tetra pack or the almond milk from a tetra pack because ultimately it it contains preservatives. So here you can play with nut butters. You can as long as you play with natural ingredients that call your heart in this moment, I think everything is allowed and your creativity Um, can be asked asked there and then what is good because cacao is 50% of fat so if you want it a little bit more creamy use the whisk and really stir it up use a hand frother or milk frother you can put it in the blender really what feels right Um, sometimes a blender can feel too aggressive um, for you sometimes a whisk is just enough it's it's really there but just saying that otherwise it will stay a little bit um, yeah like Separate, you know, like the the fat from the waters. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that, but I'm just because in ancient times they also really tried to create the foam because the foam was very important for the Aztecs, and they said that the the liquid is for the body and the foam is for the spirit, and then they would pour it from one vessel to the other. So because adding air, that that's what happened when when you mix it, makes the emulsion, which I love because just as a short. Um, inside but with that cacao includes all uh, elements because you have it's the medicine from the earth then you add water and then you add air and it was fired so it's heated and of course the seeds were heated too so I love that again all elements come
1: together (laughs) Mm. yeah beautiful I love how creative you can get with it and I remember on the retreat that I met you on in Guatemala (laughs) every day you served us cacao Mm -hmm. in such a different way representing the different elements Mm -hmm. each day and I remember my favorite one was with a bit of orange juice actually which is something before experiencing it I never thought of and it was so good yeah and you can make tea infusions or have your favorite roast tea or sage
2: tea and then work with that you know if you're a herbalist play with Play with the ingredients, you know. Like, again, go with what brings you joy. If, it, if, it's, mm-hmm. if it's one day adding some almond butter and some honey, go for it, you know. Like, I think for me, but then also once in a while, like, I really love to taste her bitter. And it's really also so, like, so good. It's like, because then you we can sometimes quickly go in it being just a sweet treat. And I also try to like, you know, find my balance in that because sometimes just bitter also doesn't feel right. <laughs> so, and that's my approach, you know, there can be other people who have a different view on that and that's totally okay. So I think here it's really finding your own way.
0: <laughs> mm,
1: yeah. Yeah, And Is there something that you've learned in your studies and your training, maybe from the Mayan Cosmovision or from Walter about cacao that you think people don't know that you wish that they knew? I know you've already told us so much, Mm -hmm. but is there anything that you're like, oh, this is so cool and I wish more people knew it?
2: Okay, so what spontaneously comes into my mind, because there is a lot, like when I dive into (laughs) Cosmovision, I'm like just fascinated. So, yeah. But um, so what I love working with cacao and what changed my relationship to her is when I also learned that cacao was seen as the goddess of abundance and fertility. And understanding that when we work with cacao, we work with the medicine of a seed. And for me, the analogy of a seed, that a seed is planted into the earth and cracks open a shell and moves the darkness into the unknown. And then understanding that this is happening in the fertile ground of our own existence. And this this really, that sensation that I get when I'm with cacao, that she's just so openly and without hesitation offering herself to the world really changed my um, relationship also to my own life. And this is something also very much Walter talked about, but also what what he really always invites me to ask myself or when I have courses with him or invite my students with him is that he really invites you also to ask, what can you share? What can you give? And by shifting from what can I have, what can I get, which is often the mindset and the thing we feel sometimes in our life because we feel something is lacking and, or I need this and we are needing, and that's totally okay. And it's totally human. Like I got this too. But for me, a lot shifted from what can I just give? What can I give without holding back? And that's how I feel when I'm with cacao in the cacao farms. I just really feel she offers her colorfulness, these beautiful, colorful cacao pots, fruits that are hanging off the trees. And she's like, hey, enjoy me. Enjoy this life. Taste me. And that's just something that really touches me. And by that, I could find a different relationship also to my abundance. I'm here. That's a big process I'm in myself right now. Also, you know, to be also very transparent and honest and also to my own Fertility, which doesn't mean me now being fertile as a mother, but like, am I allowing myself to plant the seeds within my fertile land for them to to grow and to blossom from that place of giving? What can I share? So yeah, I think that's yeah, what felt on my heart.
1: <laughs> so good. I resonate with that. And I've also done a lot of work. And of course, it never mm-hmm. ends around... <laughs> scarcity mindset and shifting into a more embodied sense of abundance. And I was raised in a culture that does have a lot of scarcity and does have a lot of entitlement and this conditioning of, I need to hold on to things for dear life and I need to step Mm -hmm. on other people to get Mm -hmm. to the top. And it's very self-centered and all about me. So I agree with you. I feel like mother cacao and nature in general, yes, the earth yes, is <laughs> yes. such an incredible, if not the ultimate reminder that abundance mm-hmm. gets to be the reality that we live in. And when we give and when we give offerings, even yeah. it's going to come back yeah. to us. Yeah. Totally um, so I love approaching the medicine with that mentality of Not just what am I trying to get from her? What am I Mm -hmm. trying to extract? Mm -hmm. What am I getting Mm -hmm. out of this? But rather, what am I offering to her? Mm -hmm. What is the conscious, intentional relationship that I want to cultivate with this spirit that's alive, Mm -hmm. that is working in me and through me? Yes, totally. And Mm -hmm. also understanding in that, that that's
2: how I, and this is my relationship to her and to life changes ever so deeply right and ultimately she's not separate from me like i am her and you know she is me and and it's in that really finding that we are our own medicine and with that reverence and with that sense of intention and prayer to something that is also bigger than us that that is really yeah that's changing everything for me and it's it's a deep process for myself and i've been opening to that also in the last weeks and months er- every time every every moment
1: yeah, mm. yeah, mm. and you touched on it a little bit, but before we started recording, mm-hmm. um, we talked about how cacao is also very much connected or can be connected to the womb, to sensuality, to femininity. Could you speak a little bit more about that and how yeah. you work with cacao in this way? Yeah, so I think,
2: yeah, I mentioned a couple of points which are interweaving to this question because as I shared cacao is a natural aphrodisiac so it really gives it can increase that sense of sensuality or feeling sensuality because I think we can think like it's the same we can think we are something but it's like about feeling that within your body and what really um, supports that is that cacao is a medicine that helps you with embodiment so instead of taking you out of your body she takes you into your body and that's one of the keys for me to be sensual to rise from the earth up right to like really feel that anchored roots and from that letting that primal feminine energy just like express itself in whatever form you know it can also be through stillness but like it's that feeling that rises from the earth and i find it also so amazing because it's it's mother earth and mother cacao so it's really these forces which support us with their feminine qualities again to shift more and because also here like I have been blocked in that and still I am like I have a lot of blocked sexual energy and a lot is not moving because for years I was stuck in a more masculine world and um, yeah like really I'm still not in balance there you know but she is co- constantly inviting that softness in that surrender in that creativity that movement um, that brings out more sensuality, and when I look at the cacao pot, so unfortunately I don't have one here right now, but um, if people imagine, it's literally a beautiful fruit, which when you cut it open, it you and you fold it open, it has literally the seeds at the side, and it almost looks like a like a vulva. It looks like a, and it could you know or like a womb, like a womb space that carries these these seeds of creation. And by really connecting to that energy of the seed, that energy of fertility, that energy of abundance and femininity, there there has been a really very new sense of feminine embodiment arising within me. And also by that increasing that connection between our womb space and heart space, also for men, like the energetic womb space, but like really bringing these centers of truth and essence in connection with our power of creation of of you know shiva shakti of that embracing our universal yeah creative creative force so with that she's really opening again up these spaces within me she is once more i think we come yeah we come back to that what we said in the beginning She is a very beautiful space holder so she is also a space holder for that sacred womb heart connection and connecting to that seeds to that fertility yeah to their seeds that want to be planted in the fertile earth of your existence and by that can really open these new portals and i have a lot of friends who have been also working in me as well like working with cacao for my menstruation for opening up these spaces within me to receive life in whatever form and, um, yeah, with that, it's really, yeah, it's really this combination between height embodiment, connecting to the womb and connecting to to the seeds. And on top, honestly, putting cacao on your body <laughs> or using cacao body as a ritual, I mean, it's so sensual. And for me also, yeah, it just brings so much of this embodiment as well um, into into my life and playfulness mm. as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it is such a sensual experience, yes. like the smell, the taste, the touch, yes. all of it. Mm. Um, yeah, the moment I take a sip of cacao, it's like, whoosh, like I yeah. feel it through my whole body. And I've yeah. worked with a lot of clients who um, something that they're dealing with is this deep disconnection between mm-hmm. their sexuality, their sex mm-hmm. center, mm-hmm. and their heart. So I think mm-hmm. cacao yes. can and does play such a beautiful play as such an ally for reconnecting these areas of the body, you know, your womb, your creativity, your sex center with your heart so that you can make decisions in your sex life that aren't just based off of instinct habit old patterns that aren't serving you anymore but it's coming from this heart centered heart opened place exactly and also taking
2: responsibility and managing our sexual energy instead of forcing something so not going through the money pura and and not going through willpower but really going through that heart centeredness definitely and that's what yeah totally cracked open for me Two years ago, also when I was in Guatemala and working with cacao deeply there, and um, and it's still a journey I'm very much on, and I'm actually giving a cacao room ceremony tomorrow. So it's it really feels also like something that, yeah, like I have been embodying more in my life, and it's so like it's such a deep calling, like it's such a deep calling that we connect with with this universal portal of life and anchor ourselves ever so deeply in this primordial power that lays within us and and rise really rise strongly from there yeah
0: wow
1: you have such a poetic way of speaking about her i just have so much
0: appreciation for you um
1: before we start to wrap up i do have some rapid fire questions that i like Mm -hmm. to ask all of my guests do you feel open to it of course okay (laughs) so question number one is what has been serving as your soul nectar recently in other words what Mm -hmm. has been nourishing you deeply on a soul Mm -hmm. level yeah so that's really beautiful question and I
2: love by the way I love the word soul nectar like it makes yeah it's like like really (laughs) awesome to count such a nectar yeah it really feels like juicy and also pleasurable good point what you said before like we sometimes learn to feel pleasure um so I just come come out of 10 days, 10-day 10 retreat in the north of Norway um, in the most beautiful and uh, primal and roughest nature. And it was a retreat about sound and nature and we had cacao every day. And so what nurtured me was this absolute raw connection with the world elements. And I feel so embodied and grateful for this absolutely incredible universe and planet we're living on like I have like it opens me up fully and in that and I think that's also like yeah a touched point on this before but I feel a newborn connection to my primal energy and that raw of, of a strong embodied woman and um, that is also from that place from that connection to my womb heart also freeing her voice because that is like, we can have that connection between heart and womb and what, what is our truth, but then it's still another point to really speak it, to sound it, to be unapologetically myself. And I feel so nurtured and yeah, the absolute nectar was, was nature and the elements and the fire and the cold water. And in that, allowing myself to fully be myself naked around the fire, drumming the drum. I don't know, just everything was so juicy and so fueling for my heart. And um it's yeah, it's a big gift I'm taking with me and uh, want to incorporate even more in my life in that rawness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What an experience. Yeah, yeah. sounds life changing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so I I re- and it's And it's what I feel also when I'm living in in Guatemala and when I'm Mm -hmm. like this invitation to go out, even when it's raining, to just have this yes to life, like go out when the water is freaking cold, you know, like there is this sense of me that's still held back. It's like, no, it's raining. I'm not going to go outside. No, do it. Go experience, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) that's been like fueling me so much. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
1: Wow. Ooh, I needed that reminder as well. Yeah. Like there can be this attachment to comfort and like, it's raining, I'm not doing that. But yes. I love that phrase of being a yes to life and yes. following that, that spark. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> so the next question is, if you had access to a giant billboard or a big sign mm. in a city or a highway that millions of people would see, what would you put on it? Mm. So,
2: what has like is a constant reminder uh, in, in, in my head and really comes up for me a lot, and I share in all ceremonies is actually something my teacher Walter shared with me. And he constantly tells me and us, it's like, be more weird, be more strange. <laughs> so, and I love that because for so long in my life, I thought I was weird. And I was ashamed of that. And now if somebody says, you're weird, Britta, and it's strange what you're doing, I'm like, thank you. You know, (laughs) like I take it as a compliment because I know that, yeah, like I'm living my path and I'm not not, um, being held small anymore by any judgment or anybody who thinks of she's gone crazy or what is she doing there. And I would love this billboard with like people just being who they are in their craziest ways and then have this big question on it, like be more weird. And um, mm. really as this permission slip to um, be who you are and as I really want want everybody around me to yeah, to, to see them in their unique lights because I really feel the world would be missing something if, if they don't go for it. And I really held myself back for so long and it took me so long to take this decision to step out of it and so much had to happen and that's okay, that's part of the journey. But there is so much liberation in living my path and speaking my truth that um, I wish for everybody.
0: Mm. Yeah. Wow,
1: incredible! I'm definitely right there with you in the weirdo <laughs> club, a hundred percent. And Britta, just to wrap up, two mm-hmm. last questions are: Is there anything else? that you're dying to say or that's been left unsaid and also where can people find you and work with you?
2: I think I touched on a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I've, I've really touched a lot of elements. Um, I think I feel the last thing I want to say if if somebody just feels a yes to like and you have never tried cacao, you've never heard of it or even if you did, just follow that curiosity and I'm not saying this for me or to support me or to come to my ceremonies, you know, if you wish, super happy. You're so welcome. But like, just check in after when you heard this episode, like check in what resonated with me and does this resonate with me? And if so, then there's this big invitation for, for you to just follow that call without trying to get somewhere, without trying to reach a goal with, without, Trying to perhaps experience something specific, but just to be curious and follow that impulse. Because I really believe the moment we can do that, for whatever it is, it can be something completely else caught you in this episode and you want to follow that. That's totally fine. But I think that's when the magic happens. And that's when something really can change in your life. And perhaps that's a moment that something can open up and something can be different than it was before. So that's really my invitation because so often we do things with getting something and what if you just allow life to happen for you? So mm. that's something I really want to invite people to do. And um, yeah, you can find me, my website is brittawerte.com. Um, I have all my offerings there, but I'm also in a big state of re um how can I say not redefining myself, but I feel like I'm finding myself every day again in you. And um, as as much as I'm sharing cacao, I also share myself very deeply in every ceremony. And um, I'm going through a transition, so my offerings are going through a transition. And I will be actually heading from Europe to Peru for two months, and we'll be sharing online ceremonies for sure. And I have an online program which is called Pathway to the Heart, which is an eight week journey becoming a cacao guardian. So we move through the elements, and my intention is to really make her uh, like you for you to experience her and all her facets. And by experience her and you, uh, you experience yourself and finding your essence, and from that, being that guardian that protects this sacred medicine really with that integrity. So if somebody feels called to work with her or to share her or just like, I'm, I'm here for you. And also if there are any questions, like there's so much love and reverence and passion and I hope you felt it during the last um, hour, but I'm, yeah, it's really my, my, yeah, my biggest um, gift. If you are, have questions, want to dive deeper for me to, yeah, to reach out and find me on Instagram and on Facebook or um, under the same name. And, yeah, it's really, um, would be my pleasure to take you on this journey. further. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Beautiful. And for everyone listening, I'm going to have all of Britta's links in the show notes. So please go check her out. And Britta, mm-hmm. I just want to close off by taking a moment to honor you. Like you are mm-hmm. such an embodiment of the medicine that you teach. And I can feel in my own body as you're speaking, the level of honor and reverence, mm. humility and gratitude that you have for this medicine and that you're, you're showing up and serving from this deep rooted place of integrity. And mm. yeah, I just want to thank you for that. Mm. Thank you for your time and how you show up in this world. I'm so mm. grateful to have met you and mm. have you in my life.
2: Mm. Oh, thank you so much. And I feel the same for you. And I'm so like, on it, and it fills me with so much joy seeing you walk your path in so much vulnerability and openness. And yeah, it's really what what the world needs. And yeah, thank you, but thank you for having me here. And thanks for everybody mm-hmm. who listened and followed the impulse. And yeah, just so grateful and knowing that this field stays open and is available to everybody who's who's tapping in what in whatever moment it aligns divinely aligns for them. Mm-hmm.
1: My heart is exploding. I feel like I just drank cacao and I did (laughs) (laughs) not That's what happens. You're right. (laughs) So much love for you. Thank you, Britta. Thank you so much.
0: Hi again, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did and that it helped to expand your consciousness and perspective in some way. If you liked what you heard or just want to show some love, it would mean the absolute world if you ranked and reviewed the show, sent it to your friends or family, and hit the subscribe button. This allows more people to discover Soul Nectar, keeps the show up and running, and lets me know you beautiful people are out there listening. And if you do leave a review, make sure to take a screenshot and send it to Nadine at bloomwithnadine.com, and I will personally send a very special gift over your way. Share this episode on Instagram or your other social media handles with your biggest aha moments and takeaways. I'd love to shout you out and hear what resonated with you. Okay, take care, and I'll see you in the next episode, my loves. Bye.